Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm Carl Stoveland, your host, and I'm the photographer that cooked up this whole project of photographing the people that live, work, and play in Lake Worth. Along with the photographs, we have decided to start doing a podcast that grew out of the interview part of the photographs. I asked each person that I photographed, Lake Worth is special because, and I let them answer it. Everyone who saw the original show back in July wanted to know more about the people in the pictures, and we've decided to go back and start doing recordings. So we've been recording for 10 or 12 episodes now, and we're into the I Am Lake Worth 2, T-O-O, which will be premiering at the Hatch in January. January 12th will be the opening reception. Today's guest is a relative newcomer to the Lake Worth life and business scene, Jerusha Benjamin. Howdy, Jerusha. Howdy. Okay. So here we go. Your question is, Lake Worth is special because dot, 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 and go. Well, if this weren't a podcast, I would say just look around. Um, I fell in love with Lake Worth the moment that I stepped into its boundaries. I had only prior been west of 95 um, and always felt an affinity more towards the beach and things like that. And I just remember rounding the corner here and saying, I'm home. So what makes it special? Um, the artwork everywhere. True. Um, the sense of community. It's such a small town feel in a relatively big community. Mm -hmm. um, and I also am just enamored of all of the independent business owners here who are you know, eking it out every day alongside of me and just trying to let everybody know what an absolutely precious gem we have here in Lake Worth. And we really do, and I had the, I've been here two and a half years now, and my first experience was the same thing, staying up in a hotel in West Palm, looking for houses while Wendy started her job, and I came here the first day, and I was like, okay, yeah, we had, we had researched and we knew we wanted to look in Lake Worth, but we were also going to look in Jupiter, mm -hmm. and we were going to look in Del Rey, and after one day, the others were like, no, this, Pale is, in this comparison. is where I want to be. Yep. And it's funny because you don't get it right away. I mean, you do get it right away, or we did. We heard the siren call or whatever, but I mean... Maybe you, that's you, a New York thing. You look at it, and, <laughs> you know... There are parts that are a little tired, and you know, I didn't know any reputation for crime or any of that stuff, so I was coming in with a pretty open, open mind, and I loved the broad, what we would call a Broadway, you know, so the two main streets are Lake and Lucerne, one going to the beach and one going away from the beach, yep. and all the businesses. A lot of the towns on South Florida don't have a downtown that feels like that, right? and that was really what drew me, and then the little free libraries, when I found those, just my head exploded. I, I, I went just to, got one. Did you I see, see it? One? Yeah, so That's really awesome. That's the one that was over at Clay Glass Metal Stone, right? Correct. Yep. So Joyce had actually two of them. Um, one that she made oh, super intricate with um, pieces of clay on the side, so it's almost like a bas relief. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the wrong word, and I'm in the art industry. Um, but she had this extra one and I'd been speaking to her in depth and learned so much about the history of the area here and I just continually fall more and more in love with it. Um, there are definitely some 
of the areas that you may not want to go too far in one direction or the other. But as a whole, this city is really, I believe, binding together to kind of shine the stone, if, if you know what I mean. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think the, the thing about that is that it's, um, you know, the thing that you get right away is that it's authentic. There is no, there is no shiny veneer. It's, yep. you know, every episode I end up knocking Del Rey. So I'm going to make this my episode where I don't talk about Del Rey. But, you know, there are parts of Lake Worth that may not be as pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't spent all of our time and money over the years in making sure that the, the curbs are exactly right sure. in the streets. Now we're going back and spending the money on mm -hmm. that. There was a long period of time where there was a little bit of neglect in the infrastructure mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But as a whole, I have never seen a place, 37,000 people, that is more engaged in the life of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, you go to the, the commission meetings on a Tuesday night, and that room will be full of people. And it's not because it's a, you know, a hot, bush, hot button issue. Yeah. These people are there. They're going to, if they hear something that they don't like or they've read the minutes or the proposed minutes and they have something to say, they're going to get up and they're going to say it. And the, the level of activism here, I think, is unparalleled. And especially, you know, with the voting yesterday and everything like that, definitely there have been more pushes to be more aware and more active. But from the moment I got here, I saw that, whether it was going to the city hall annex or speaking to the business owners around here, the amount of pride and dedication, like everybody knows what's going on. I mean, whether it's like Lake Worth Local on Facebook, I sometimes sit and read that just for pure entertainment, but it is absolutely one of the most eye-opening sites where the whole community is chiming in on issues large and small. And I think that's what makes it such a wonderful area. You really, really feel like everybody really cares and really wants to make it something special. I think you're absolutely right. And here's a good spot for me to make a segue and a shout out to Tammy Panza and awesome. to Marshall Pass. Yep. Because these guys aren't paid for what they do with their Facebook groups. And they are dedicated to it. And they are real resources. Because if you want to find out what's going on, that's the easiest way to find out what's going on. Marshall keeps a big calendar of mm -hmm. everything. Sometimes it's even easier than the city website. I agree. Those, those, and those also, those sites also are sounding boards for commentary. Um, and it also caters to like the microcosm. So it could be someone saying, hey, do you know what was going on on, you know, L Street, you know, and exactly. everybody, it, it's really such a level of detail that you can even just go on and read for half an hour and be up to speed with, you know, especially the new recycling program and how people are feeling about it. So it gives such a sense that people's voices are being heard. Um, and I would say the vast majority of the posts and the commentary are really concerned citizens. You know, you always have the trolls on there like, ah, sure. well, you know, this is Facebook terrible in general. Um, but And I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I get out the popcorn just to read some mm -hmm. of that stuff. I never, ever comment on it. But mm. I have been known to spend a little time looking yeah, at it. Yeah, it's like smut. Like, it's like sometimes it could be like a dirty little pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit it. <laughs> I guess we'll both have to admit to that one. <laughs> So what, what I found when I got here was um, just 
your right is very activist and it's very involved. And in the past in my life, when I've found things that are like that, I get there, but I also find maybe there's a wall to keep you mm -hmm. from becoming part of that. True. That it's like they have their little club. Here, I started shooting I Am Lake Worth within a few weeks of getting here. And, you know, it was word of mouth and just telling people and, you know, join the neighborhood association and coming down to Evenings on the Avenue, mm -hmm. which has now turned into the block party. Just, there's room for everybody here. You're embraced and you're, yeah, you're really embraced. Absolutely. And it was a, it, it actually energized me to go even further with things I was working on. So that's it, really cool. It is, it is. Um, I want to just share this little anecdote, speaking of Marshall Pass and those crew. So I had just recently moved here and there was an event for the 4th of July boat race at mm -hmm. Anchor Inn, which is now, I believe they've turned into a catering company, which I know from Lake Worth Local. Um, but when they were still opening, it was just one of the meetings with the different neighborhoods and I'm part of Downtown Jewel. And I remember being recruited into the team in the weirdest way. And by that, it was John Faust. He basically threw a t-shirt at my chest, told me to look up, and there he was with his camera right in my face, <laughs> snapped probably a bewildered shot of my face and said like, welcome to Lake Worth, welcome to the Downtown Jewel. And I was like, I love it. Mm -hmm. And all of the events prior to the boat race, each town, like good, good rivalry, like good, you know, intention kind of ribbing and crap oh, yeah. talking, oh, yeah. which there's, is there's like in my wheelhouse. Talk. Oh, I loved it. So it was one of the best introductions to an area ever. And I knew I made the right decision to come here. That, that pregame week, which is actually extended now oh, into chaos. like 10 days, oh, yeah. um, is at a different venue every night for yep. at least the week beforehand. Um, at one of the events, uh, the mayor is a guest bartender. Mm -hmm. That was up at uh, the Mad Hatter. Oh, that was Mad Hatter, right. Um, but sometimes it may have been at CWS in past years. And all of the business owners are always willing to jump in and sponsor those kinds of things. I find that to be absolutely really, really wonderful. It's rare. It's it rare. Um, it's, I think I mentioned thinking that it was more of like a bohemian Brooklyn in mm -hmm. a way. But even when I first saw the gallery here and I was doing my due diligence and speaking to other business owners and they really welcomed me with open arms, I kind of thought like, oh, okay, some might be like, uh, who's the new girl on the block? But that was absolutely the opposite of everybody's reaction here. And that is, especially in this world today, you know, putting aside kind of the me versus you mentality sure. in business and saying, no, it's an us. It truly is an us. Yeah, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be a pie where if you get a slice, then I don't get a slice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be It should be, be more of way. a Venn diagram or something. That's right. It, it right? should definitely not be, you know, a zero-sum game. The folks here are definitely open to new people coming in and to working with them. As a photographer going through my life, I found that learning from other photographers is very tricky. Nobody wants mm. to give away their, their secrets. secrets. It's a special sauce. I'm, I'm an open book. I'll talk to people way too much, but I, I like that that's kind of the way it is here. It's like, you know, they'll, they'll welcome you, you get started, you start to have success, and then they'll, they'll look and say, okay, you know, what can I learn from that? Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of works together. So on that front, let's talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, you're new here to Lake Worth and you jumped in by opening this beautiful gallery on Lake Street. 
Lake You're Avenue. saying that because you're displaying here, Carl. I well, think that's a no. Little bit. No, it really is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful space, but what really makes it special is the fact that you have the eye of a really good gallerist. You, everything is so eclectic here, but yet hangs really, really well together. And you know, I my hat's off to you. I I did what you did maybe five years earlier, okay. in that I I left. 20 years in the IT field to, now I'm not a million years old, I did 15 years in labs and 20 in IT, but there's some overlap there. It so. sounds like you're talking about a prison sentence, you're <laughs> like, I did time, I did 15 years. <laughs> well, and, and in some ways that's the way I look at corporate life. Mm, can um, be, yeah. But uh, I left working in IT to open a gallery and a studio in the Hudson Valley in New York and was working 24-7. Mm -hmm. You know, being a, being a business owner is you're on all the time and it's yeah. a huge commitment. I don't think anybody who does it ever fully understands in their first one oh, just no. how much is involved oh, in it. Oh, I had no you think, idea. Oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Then you start realizing all the paperwork you have to do every mm -hmm. month and you're like, oh my, what did I do? Yeah. But that said, you know, you've, you came in here and you were smart. You started in the off season. I've seen a lot of people who you know, open the door in November and say, okay, people, here I am, come love me. And, you know, they don't make it to New Year's. Yeah, um, that was a really, really big decision on my part because, as you know, this is self-funded. Yeah, and it's an um, expensive decision to make. It is, but it's so well worth it. You know, I believe in the mission. I believe in the artists here. This is something I've wanted to do for 23 years, so I am full force behind it, it was mm -hmm. almost like I was possessed by some kind of, because looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I get all of this done and all of this time and, you know, but it was really a calling um, at a certain point in my life that said, you know what, if not now, when? Right, um, are you gonna work for somebody else for your entire life? Right, right. You know, and at some point, you just get tired of, of being a cog in somebody else's yeah. machine. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I've worked for some very large corporate companies. I've worked for startups. Um, I've been blessed in that I've worked for wonderful companies for the most part that have imparted me a lot of knowledge that I'm now using here with mm -hmm. marketing and, and, you know, even property management, maintaining the building and the surrounds and knowing the laws, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that, you know, just like little steps that take you to a momentous decision, there's something that you can learn from each step along the way. And this is kind of the time where I'm just kind of taking all of that stuff that I've learned and amalgamated it and just doing my best to to fulfill this mission of, you know, spreading art and community and um, communication, which I think is so honestly sorely needed these days. Um, so yeah, it was the right time and, you know, God bless me with this building being open and oh, being look, available. Looking around and this place and, and not just because I'm one of the artists here, but <laughs> it is, it is, I'm always inspired by the work I see here and like I said, how, how well it all goes together, which when you, when you have, how many artists are you representing at this point? 59. 59 artists. Yeah. It's pretty hard to get that to all have some cohesiveness, mm. but you've pulled it off and it's a beautiful space and... You know, I've been here when it's really crowded on the Friday night um, evening. It's not the, the block evening, parties. The block parties, mm -hmm. excuse me. Um, 
the block parties, and we're just coming into season now. And you know, I expect as the Palm Beach folks and the collectors that come down for the winter are here, you're going to do very well. I that is my hope That's because if hope. I do well, then everybody does well. That's it's, right. I'm really kind of secondary. It's of course I want to keep the doors open, but um, really my focus is for the success of my artists because. Uh, I grew up, my mother was an artist, I've, I've told you this before. Mine too, my mom and, was a painter. Mm -hmm. And uh, when my father died, when my brother and I were young, she went to become a nurse and she's finally retired after 32 years. But putting in that kind of sacrifice, despite that, she still teaches art lessons to this day. She, you'll still find her on the floor, you know, cross-legged with her tongue out, you know, <laughs> drawing on a, a large format or just with her colored pencils. And it instilled just such a love of art from such an early age that combined with, you know, being fortunate enough to grow up in New York and be exposed to all the different types of art, whether it's graffiti or fine art in the best museums or street art, you know, performance art. Um, so all of that has really combined together to help me help kind of judge my decisions of what mm -hmm. I'm doing here. And again, it's really for the artist's benefit. It's kind of like a backhand or a high five to my mom in, in spirit. She's, she, wait, no, she's alive. I didn't, <laughs> I, she's in Pennsylvania. She's alive. Thank God. And doing well. But I mean, just that, um, I think so many artists have so much talent that they should be able to devote more of their time to their craft. It's important for the artist as a form of therapy, as a form of release. It's important to the people that buy the art that feel warm and at home or, or challenged or whatever the particular piece of art makes them feel every day. Art is so important and hence Nodoso. <laughs> and so Nodoso, what's the name stand for? Okay, so Nodoso stands for North Down South, and it actually came up pretty sporadically. I'd seen the building here and uh, made an appointment to tour the inside of it the next week, and I was at my corporate job, and I was actually Skyping a friend, and I said, you know, I want to bring a little North Down South, like a little Bronx boogie down was, to Florida. It was a and light I go, bulb moment. And I go, oh my God. And he Skypes back, what? And I'm like, Nodoso. He's like, what? I'm like, no, that's the name. So that's henceforth, perfect. yeah, it, it really, I think, was inspired. And I, I know as, you know as an artist, I appreciate having a, a place to show my work that shows it off so nicely. Thank you. And you're right. It is, you know, a setup like this is absolutely perfect because the work is shown off. You you make an investment in your artists and you learn about what they do and you absolutely. talk to it so that when we aren't here and around to answer questions from customers, you speak knowledgeably to them and then you help make the connection back to the artist, which absolutely. is really what makes repeat buyers. And when it comes to art or any kind of business, it's so much easier to sell to somebody who's already bought from you than it is to break in a whole new customer. Agreed. So that environment is perfect and it allows me and it allows all the other artists here to do what we like to do, which is yep. create. That's it. That should be the focus of what you, and you wear so many hats. So even just saying as prolific and beautiful and everybody loves your work, they're enamored by it as well they should be. Um, you definitely wear a lot of different hats at the same time. So it's just a joy for me to be able to, you know, whether it's a more seasoned artist to 
a newer artist that really just something in my gut says this is you know this is beautiful this mm -hmm. is worthwhile it brings me so much joy not only to see their faces when they see their artwork hung up but also when people buy I don't I don't care how long you've been doing this it's still a kick when you see a new piece in the gallery Absolutely. It's all it always having been a, a gallery owner myself and hung dozens of shows it doesn't get old and neither does transacting bringing a piece of art to a home that deserves it um, mm -hmm. you know just seeing that connection between the the art and you know the purchaser and the smile on their face and you know a lot of times where are we gonna put it or this will look some people come in and they're like this is exactly what I was looking for for the bedroom and other people come in and they're like oh I saw that you have some candles and they end out walking with a piece that they absolutely treasure. So mm -hmm. that for me is a lot of the the really big thrill behind it. It's like being Santa Claus almost all the time. I was part of a co-op gallery in Piermont, New York called the Flywheel Gallery. Okay. It was on, Piermont was a, a long pier um, heading out into the Hudson River and it had been a factory town. Okay. And the factory had been knocked down and this gallery was part of um, a strip of stores that went into the park. Um, I was doing mostly, or actually all, was doing my photography there. The gallery is in a strip of stores in what had been a factory space, and there's a big flywheel from the steam turbine that, that ran the, the factory. Gallery is one of three, and the rest is all restaurants. So when we would have our solo shows, the gallery technically closed at eight. I don't think I ever left before 10 o'clock. Sure. Because we had an ice cream store. We had three or four restaurants in our row. And those people coming out of the restaurant, they're happy. They've mm -hmm. had a glass of wine. They're ready to buy. Or five. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like, they get home like, I bought art yesterday. Yeah, exactly. When I was doing the solo show, each artist had to staff the store. Okay. Staff the gallery. So you either hired somebody to gallery sit for you at like $15, $16 an hour, or you did the whole show by yourself. Sometimes right. you could trade off a few hours with another artist who would then tag you during their show. Sure. But I tended to want to sit because I wanted to make the connection with everybody, mm -hmm. and I would do my whole show. But boy, those are, even days that are only six hours long Grueling. sometimes, you're on. Yeah. The whole time somebody's there, you're on. It's like a performance, mm -hmm. and I don't mean it to sound fake, because it's not mm -hmm. fake but you're engaged and that's a whole different level with your brain it's that you have true. to be at. Yeah, grueling probably was not, I would say um, oftentimes, sometimes I'll be just speaking to a friend and my throat will just go completely dry because I'm, you know, talking all day and especially having the number of artists that I have here, you're really pinging your brain, oh, that's so-and-so. Right. That incorporates, you know, turquoise dust, this is gold leaf, you know, this substrate is, you know, this is on a mirror, this is on three pieces of maple put together because the artist really feels a natural proclivity towards working on wood. So it's just a very, very constant. So not only do you get dry mouth from just, you know, <laughs> talking all day, brain. but the brain kind of, you know, definitely at the end of the night, I like to, you know, just go and have a beer, maybe play a, a game of pool or something, but I can't think of anything more rewarding. I hear you. I remember after my first solo show, maybe I was in like the, the last Sunday night of my first solo show and I was 
trading emails with my friend Nick Zangoli, who is up in Sugarloaf, New York, and has had the Exposures Gallery for 25 or 26 years. Wow. He's a legend in the Hudson Valley, one of the best photographers in the country. And I started out by taking workshops with him, and we became friends over the years. But I remember writing to him going, God, Nick, how do you do this you know, nonstop? Because yeah. he's open four days a week when he's not teaching and shooting. Mm. And he's like, yeah, welcome to my life, buddy. This, mm -hmm. is, this is what you signed up for. And uh, it's, you know, so you've got the artist hat, you've got the almost a performance hat, but certainly mm -hmm. being on. And then you have to be a business person. So, I mean, it's my hat's off to you because it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. You Thank know, you. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, but when you love it, and people had always told me that, oh, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I always wanted to like strangle them. <laughs> like I'm working 80 hours a week, and you know sometimes it's just thankless. And you know you get to a project to a certain point, and then no, 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 no. You know you work 10 months on a project, and at the last moment, it's kind of gone. Yeah, and you feel like, oh wow, all of those days I could have spent at the beach or some. You know, so it's a really give and take with your time, but this I really feel like is, would I say give or take, I'm the one who's receiving like the blessing of it because right. I absolutely love every, and yeah, I get tired. I had to close the other day. I had a migraine and, you know, um, so far it's really just me manning the gallery because number one, it's new. Number two, I can be a bit of a control freak. I'll, I'll admit it. Everyone Welcome who knows me. Yeah, made. no, exactly. We definitely should. But, you know, it's so important to me that each of my artists are properly represented and that the atmosphere in here does remain zen and a place where people like to come and discuss art. They don't even have to buy art. Mm -hmm. I just like discussing and having people's input and, you know, talking about particular piece that intrigues, you know, that keeps me stimulated and that keeps me going. And those become connections that somehow it comes back around. They tell somebody mm -hmm. who comes in who does buy something. It's, it's all part of the give and take of it mm -hmm. that you were talking about. And it can, you know, grueling sure can be a word for it sometimes, but it's also, there's a level of engagement in your life doing this because having done this before, I can tell you this, mm -hmm. that, you're operating at a level that you never did in a nine to five job. Absolutely. You were, you know, you, everybody gives 100% to their work. Mm -hmm. I get that. Not everybody. But when, <laughs> all right, I was giving the shadow of the death. Oh, come on. <laughs> but certainly when, when it's yours and it's on the line and you're the one who signs the checks and takes the bad phone calls as well as the good ones, yep. you know, you're in it at a whole operating level that's different. And it almost becomes, you know, weird to not be involved at that level. I it's think, true. You know, having, I closed my gallery when we moved down here and I was a man on a mission to find things. Luckily this place was so wide open to new ideas and people. I was able to jump in and help Mary with the little free libraries a little bit, jumped into my neighborhood association, shout out to Eden Place, and become part of the NAPC and go to all these amazing events that we have mm -hmm. here in season. You know, off season we've got the, Even off the season. boat race and but no, it's, you know, the the bookseller um, common grounds, there are so many things that keep even the regulars and the locals here sure. interested, the live music, the art scene. That's what's beautiful and, you know, why I chose to kind of open off season because I did want to make sure that, you know, I kind of had my, 
P's and Q's, you know, my I's dotted and my T's crossed, all of those, you know, um, sayings together before it was a lot of people and, you know, kind of the general madness. But um, the thing about this area that I love is even in off season, we're a community. There's so many community events for Absolutely. the kids. For if you, there was one that I loved at the bookseller that was, um, again, speaking about voting, it was geared specifically towards people who had questions whether their vote even matters. Have you mm -hmm. not voted before? And it was a round table discussion with people who are on, you know, in the commission and everything like that to, to educate, like that's part of the charm of this area. It, even in off season, and everyone talks about season, 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 even in off season, this place is one where people really take civic responsibility and art and their community, they take it seriously. You hit right on the, the right thing and that's that, you know, it's community all year long. The difference yep. between season and off season really comes down to paying rent. <laughs> well, during the off season, you know, on the weekend or on Saturday, you have one thing to do. Yeah. And we're all going to meet there at that thing sure. or, or, you know, jazz on J Street. There's only one thing going on on that Tuesday mm -hmm. night. Everyone kind of tries not to overlap yeah. on each other. That's very you get true. to season. That's a whole different ball game. Then I find myself, especially when I first got here and I was trying to photograph all the events, you know, like Sean does and Tom Johnson does. Um, and what ended up happening is, is that you have to run from one to one to mm -hmm. one to one to one and, mm -hmm. and hopefully you can make it. Um, now you had mentioned to me that you didn't get over to uh, the Dia de los Mortis uh, mm -hmm. because you were working here, right. which is, you know, you had to do that. Um, but what a great event. And I mean, I, that's a great way to kick off the season. I mean, next year, I'm going before it opens and I'm staying after it's done. I want to focus on photographing that because I have a boatload of new painting subjects coming out of that. that well, the are three just women keep... that you took, um, they were in, you know, the candy skull on their face and you did it in the style of Degas. So it was almost like, you know, his, his ballerinas. Exactly. And such. It was absolutely an amazing. That was a, a lightning strike moment. Yeah. And I have probably three others that are completely different from that, but just as exciting. Mm. I mean, I just, I love going to the events and finding things to show off about All you have to city. do is keep your eyes open around here. There's so many zany characters. There are so many just interesting and eclectic people here. And you it's, add to that the layer of architecture yep. so that there's always some place to put somebody if you're gonna photograph them, even if you're trying to be candid about it. Um, you know, I mean, one of my favorite pieces here is the, the Publix. I mean, we have this beautiful mm -hmm. Art Deco Publix that during the daytime looks like a white box and sure. you don't think too much about it, but at night it's, it looks like a spaceship. It's you know? true, it's and true. And that's kind of cool. What, and one of the things that I've, it's kind of funny is that, like I was telling you earlier that I've been a five and out kind of guy in my corporate career. I work for a while and then I need a change and something happens. And I find that a new gallery for me also brings out whether it's I'm working on new stuff and I want a new place to show it, mm -hmm. or it's the other way around. I have a new place to show stuff and I mm -hmm. want to show something new, but I've definitely found that my, the galleries that I'm in, I start working on different stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, what I show here, as opposed to like when I do the I Am Lake Worth, which is purely photography, mm -hmm. 
the digital paintings that I'm showing here are, you know, I'm a watercolorist and I'm an acrylic painter and I learned oils from my mom when mm -hmm. I was a kid. I don't draw as well as I paint, but, and I'm a photographer. My dad worked in photo labs for 45 years. I worked in photo labs for 15 years and have been a professional photographer since college. Mm. But what's going on right now where I've been able to take the two things that I love absolutely the best, the photography and the painting, and yep. do them on the computer has brought me to a whole different place that I'm just energized every day to try something new. And, and it, it's such a beautiful synthesis. There is not one group of people who come in here without pointing out at least one, if not all, of, of your paintings. That's and good to hear. And my biggest fan, it, my wife, Wendy, she's, she's like, you're do, you, you found your thing. You know, this is, this is it. What I've done in the last, I don't know, month or so is that I've taken what had been all landscape stuff in mm -hmm. this and started working back through some of my portraits. And I actually took some commissions and did three commission pieces for portraits that, you know, were the a The one with the big dog that I was in love yeah. with was the big Great Dane just staring at the, I just, I fell in love the with The best that thing one. about that was when I dropped it off and the owner took a picture of me and her husband holding the, the painting up uh, and the dog walked in and sat down and started looking, looking at, at it. looking at the painting. That, was, that was just so meta, was surreal. I couldn't take yeah. it. Yeah. We're actually going to have to do a painting of that. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> you do. Oh, that could become like, uh, what is that movie with the, you know, the one. Inception, right. where it's just like layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah, completely huh? mind-bending. That mm -hmm. movie, I, I think I watched it five times before I felt like I had a little bit the, of a grip grasp. On it. Yeah, yes. It was definitely visually, that was an amazing movie. It is. It is for sure. All right, so let's let's swing about to social life in town. What are some of the places you like to go? Some of the businesses and restaurants that are your favorite haunts. My favorite haunts. Um, it's hard to say because there's such a variety here. It really depends on what's going on mm -hmm. at the night or maybe what I'm feeling. Some nights it's, you know, a nice quiet glass of wine and a, a really nice salad or other nights I'm like, yeah, let's do karaoke. <laughs> but um, specifically, um, anything here on the avenue is great. Brogues, um, Dave's for some good, you know, seafood. Dave's. Um, Lilo's, nice tapas, they do mm -hmm. great margaritas um, and little specials and they have a little um, uh, area in the back of their restaurant that's called the library, which There's, I love. The speakeasy? That yes. is just amazing. I love it. It reminds me of New York. I was like, where has this been right. all of my life? So um, that- Well, up until six months ago or four months ago, it was it a was, Yeah, <laughs> it was nothing, right. Um, but definitely, CWS Revelry is mm -hmm. a great spot. Um, Brando and Zena are wonderful owners. They they run it impeccably. You know, it's just a very cool place to sit and draw. She seems to be on her game very oh, she, much so. Yeah, the, um, the two of them both are. I photographed her, her just her headshot um, when I, um, Common Ground was doing the Common Ground development okay. thing, mm -hmm. and they had their first class of people, and I, I photographed all the people involved in that for that project. But I remember her standing out among the people that were there mm. as just totally focused on what she was doing mm -hmm. and having a vision and getting that vision out there. 
I think that's also because she's a performer as well. That certainly so, helps. So, you know, just the poise and the, you know, there's pre-planning. There's, I was a model for a lot of years. You'd be surprised how much pre-planning goes into walking down a <laughs> runway. You think it's simple. Sometimes it kind of is, oh, look, but I look, mean, there's a thousand details. Very hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with 10 pounds of makeup on your face to make you look as natural as possible. But yeah, um, they've been great friends. Um, the Phoenix Charity Bar, um, which I'm sure you know, um, Dan Popejoy, he was one of my first friends here and just still a treasured. I was happy to get to know him, but going up there, I could bring my dog and just mm -hmm. go after work and relax. And he and I would, you know, smoke cigarettes and just talk about life and being a business owner. We're going to have to get you off the cigarettes. But okay, yes, no, I know. Okay, bleep that part out. Um, we don't have to there's it so out, many but. different places. It depends if, if you have a certain mood, there's likely a place. I mean, Harry's Banana Farm, that's right. a new one to me. Absolutely love it. I've been drawn to that place because I live right by there. I'm on mm -hmm. 16th and North L. And um, every week there was a different funny quote, political. Oh, yeah. And on the backside, they do that still. But what they did was um, the front side, they've got the, every week they change out the names of one of the kids from Parkland. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought that was, you know, for what had been um, just. It was, they had the spotlight, you know, mm. everyone was, I was photographing them and sending the, the signs to all mm. my friends. And then, so they had this microphone and they, they said, you know, we're going to dedicate this to, you know, stopping gun violence. Mm. And they, you know, I like that they still have the funny stuff on the back. Mm -hmm. So if you're going into town, you can still see that, but they've dedicated a lot of space to that. And I really appreciate yeah. that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like that, you know, you mentioned one on Dixie. It's not all, Lake Worth is not all Lake and Lucerne. Yeah, correct, correct. You know, and, you know, we border on West Palm. There's a lot of great stuff heading down Dixie into West Palm, too. Very so, true, very true. Um, yeah, the bookseller, um, Common Grounds for great coffee. I mean, there's a new ice cream shop here that's doing very, very well. Um, you can go to the little taqueria on, you know, L Street. Mm -hmm. You can get great sushi at Hachi. You know? I, I think you're absolutely right. I'm surprised I'm not 300 pounds by now. <laughs> Let's put it well, that way. Speaking of somebody Downtown who's clo pizza. closing in on that number, that can be a problem <laughs> okay. here. Um, you will be seeing me on my bike more often. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. There is something for everyone and something for every mood here. And yep. I think that that's part of the great vibe here. Yeah. Um, it's, it really can be quite interesting to, now I'm a creature of habit, so I mean, you'll, you'll find me at Lilo's, you'll find mm -hmm. me at CWS, and, or uh, Benny's out on the beach. You know, you have to, especially when we have visitors, I like to take them to the ones I, I go oh, to sure. a lot. Um, but you're absolutely right. We have so many great gems. That's and true. You know, it can be, you can really roll into town and get out of your car and then go, okay, what do I want? You don't mm -hmm. have to know before you leave exactly. the house. Exactly. And usually really you roll cool. back into your car like 10 hours later, like, that was awesome. Exactly. It's just such a fun vibe on the street. People are vibrant. You know, it's not like a lot of different areas I've been to where people go really to be seen and not really connect with other people. Tell right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you said you weren't going to do that. I My know. God. Um, you know, every 
every there's a boot for every stocking is what my Irish grandmother would say. So, you know, some people are more I've heard it as a pot for every lid, but yeah. Pot for every lid, uh, something for every kettle. I don't know. There's Irish people, you know them. <laughs> um, but yeah, this area here, honestly, and my friends, because I lived in Deerfield for the past nine years, they're like, do you ever leave Lake Worth? I'm like, no, why would I? Everything's walking distance. Everybody is, you know, friendly to the point that I've, I feel like I've made at least 50 new friends that I feel like will and be friends forever. So isn't that piece of it just amazing? You have it's the also, New York background as well as I do. So, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that my father taught me when I was working with him in the photo lab was we'd get into the Port Authority at seven o'clock in the morning oh my and God, so my lab, well, yeah, so I had to get up at 4.30 to oh, make sure it. I got there. But um, the lab was on 45th between 2nd and 3rd. So we'd take the Crosstown bus to 42nd Street uh -huh. and walk the rest of the way. And my dad would be like, okay, Eyes down. Don't right. make eye contact with right. anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Mm. You know, and you are only allowed to be when you're not at work between 23rd Street and 50th Street. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, this was it was for this your was, own safety. This was the 1980s, early 1980s, so I understood. Yeah, there was it, stuff but, going down for sure. And Bryant Park was not some place you wanted to go. And now mm. look at it. You know, it's a great place to hang out. But you know, I had this New York. It wasn't a New York chip because it wasn't swagger, but it was, you know, self-defense mechanism Absolute, that you didn't make you eye keep contact. Your, yeah, no, you keep your wits about you. You just make sure my Uncle Bill was the one who really taught me where to sit on the subways. Right. If, you know, there's you need to get home and you're by yourself, which streets to take. I used to get knocked to the head if I even had change on my car seat because he's like, you know, so you really right. learn to kind of have eyes in the back of your head, in the front of your head, on the sides and everything, and you really don't interact. I mean, the pace is so fast, you don't yeah, necessarily interact. interact. Anyway. You're busy. So two times in my life, I have been shaken off of that feeling. And the first time was after the first two summers of working in New York, leaving my house for the first time and going to college. And okay. my dorm was off on the other side of campus in Geneseo, and you had to walk like a quarter, half mile to get to your classes. And I remember walking across what we call the tundra, which was the dividing sidewalk between the sports fields. Uh, and was it windy? Is oh that my god! They called it? Yeah, yeah, it was. I figured. And during the winter, we would steal um, dining hall trays and start at the top of the sports fields and slide on That's those amazing. all the way down. You know, we we ended up breaking so many of those. But girls would just look up, smile, and say hi, How walking across. And at first, I was like. What's that about? Mm -hmm. I didn't quite what understand. What did they want? Like, yeah, what's their game? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't understand that at all. And, you know, that came back. I worked in New York for years, and then I was working up in the Hudson Valley. And I had still kind of that mentality, mm -hmm. and life was fast, and I didn't have time to really see what was going on. Mm. Came to Lake Worth, and the first place Wendy and I ever went out to dinner was CWS. I'm like, mm. well, you didn't make a reservation, so we have a community table. You can sit there. Huh. We're like, okay. We sit down. The woman next to us, in the couple next to us, just starts chatting away. Yep. Her name is Angie. Her husband is Ed. They're one of our two of our best friends. That's We've it. known them since the day we got here. That's it. And that's the way Lake Worth is. People mm -hmm. will just talk. And I, having come from a different background, I treasure that about mm -hmm. being here. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's 
There's a little bit of the, especially the New York kind of 360, be aware of your scenario or your surroundings, I'm sorry, at all time. Um, but because I lived in Lancaster County for a while and that was country and it was very slow and such. Right. So I had a little bit of exposure to kind of both sides of that. Um, I mean, that's really cool. That's two ends of the spectrum it, it right could, there. It probably could not be more different. From, yeah, you got to watch out another. for those Amish gangs. It's, and well, you know county. what? That's not a joke. There was actually some drug running going on, but for the majority, they're wonderful people. Um, but uh, this is something that my mom has had to also warn me that, you know, I tend to be a giver, like I have a big heart. Mm -hmm. And so there's also, as friendly as Lake Worth is, there's also some over-friendly and everybody knows who lives here and who lives anywhere. There's always a certain element that, you know, you, you want to kind of well, tread lightly around. human Let's, nature. You know is. that there's anywhere you go, you're going to run into that element, which is why in New York you develop those blinders, blinders and that sense of self-preservation. Mm -hmm. um, so I think here is kind of the perfect mix almost between yeah, like the friendliness right. of you know, the countryside in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and the, you know, especially because there are a lot of New Yorkers here, but kind of the, the not so much the hustle and bustle, but the industry and the the um, love of arts. And, you know, I've just met such well, You can tell the New Yorkers here, they're the ones that are walking Oh, fast. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I've had to learn to kind of like temper I had, my pace. I, I had to take it down a couple of notches yeah. when I got here too. Yep, and, yep. and it's, I've discovered it's not a bad thing. It's not. It's, it's not, not being lazy at all. It's you're protecting yourself from the heat. That's it. No, yeah, you have to conserve or else you'll be a puddle of sweat by the That's time right. you get anywhere. But thank God for fall. It's finally coming down. This time of year, certainly it's, uh, every year this time of year Paradise. shows up and it reminds me of why it's so great mm -hmm. here. You know, you got to get through July and August. You get through July and August and it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but those two months, it's, okay, how do I get from the house to the car and the air conditioning and then into wherever I'm going in the air conditioning? Mm -hmm. You can actually get sick during the summertime because the restaurants are like, if you go to the chains and the stores. 60-something degrees. Like 62, and you're, yeah, they're freezing. Yeah, I usually And you make carry. that transition. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't ever imagine myself putting on a sweater here or long pants, but you go out to those restaurants, and I'm like, oh man. Oh, my absolutely. Teeth are no, I bring I bring always sweatshirts with me um, wherever I go. Try to layer it up, but um, it's definitely not needed outside. But I think people take it a little to the max with the uh, air conditioning, well, the compensation. Then there's that funny weekend, the first cooler weekend. Uh -huh. I just did air quotes. I'm sorry. It's a it's a podcast and. Tom Copeland, when I interviewed him, did air quotes and I laughed at him, but I just did them. Uh, so that first cooler weekend um, when you go to the beach and suddenly there's people in sweatshirts and oh, long sure. pants. And I'm like, it's, it's 65 degrees. degrees. No, even it was, 78. Yeah, yeah it's you're right. Once, once I was you break the 80s, credit. no, everybody gets their boots out and they're, you know, I did a funny little picture on um, Facebook just to kind of give the ha ha to everyone up north, you know. I came outside, it was probably 74 degrees in the evening, and I was, frankly, a little bit chilly because uh -huh. my thin, my blood has thinned. But I put on my Fordham colors. I had my Fordham sweatshirt and my Fordham knit <laughs> hat with the big ball, and I was, you know, taking a picture like I was absolutely freezing and just wanted to let everyone know, yeah, this is, it's 74 degrees right now. 
I try not to be that guy. But oh, I, I love it. When my, dad moved, when my dad moved to Florida, he spent his days for the first two years here emailing everybody he knew in New uh, York going, hey, it's 81 here in yeah. Daytona. How about you? You know, it's yeah. February, you know. Mm -hmm. He was not... He was still loved, but he wasn't always liked back up in his hometown. That's true. <laughs> I can understand why my cousin used to do that, but that's why I wanted to, you know, come back down here. And it's we really are blessed to live where we do. Yeah, it's it's a very special place. I agree. So with that, we're going to close out the interview. Uh, Drusha, thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. And for the folks that are listening, please come down to Lake Avenue and check out Nodoso Gallery. You'll be glad you did. Awesome. Look forward to meeting you all. Bye-bye now. Bye.